The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And let's go to the National Weather Service, check in with meteorologist Philip Pandolfo. Take a look at our weather this morning. Philip, a large part of Western New York waking up to a coating of white. That's right. We had some uh, Ligapic snow showers develop late last night, um, mostly uh, south of the Buffalo Airport here. Um, so we are going to be waking up some to some of those uh, slushy accumulations across much of the area. I, I mean, you can see it on the roads. Roads are kind of slick this morning, too. I mean, the snow sticking with it, you have to be kind of annoyed maybe after the fact. We're, we're all, we all know it's coming. And then we see the snow on the ground and everyone's like, whoa, I didn't know we meant actual snow. Right, yeah. So temperatures were fairly marginal um, when the snow first started last night, um, hovering out or just above freezing. So it was melting as it was hitting the ground a bit. But those flakes were quite large for anyone who was out and able to catch it as it first uh, started here, um, as we saw here at the airport especially, too. Um, so it was able to accumulate, especially on the grassy surfaces, but also on the roads as well as things cooled off overnight. Um, could be looking at some uh, additional minor accumulations, generally under an inch, uh, mostly south of Buffalo across the south towns and uh, southern Erie as well. Um, but we will be seeing a changeover um, to uh, mostly rain as we go through later this morning um, with any of those lingering showers. All right, so the snow is not going to last, right? It, it will go away today with the rain coming in. That's right. We'll be warming up to uh, above freezing. It's going to be a cold day. We'll be seeing high temperatures um, really only topping out in the upper 40s for the most part. Um, And across the higher terrain of the Boston Hills there may not even get out of the 30s. But we will be seeing um, some rain mixing in, especially across the lower terrain. Um, And the precipitation will generally be uh, much lighter as well uh, compared to what we saw last night. Do you have any sort of warm up in the future and what might that look like? Yeah, we're going to be looking at a gradual warming trend um, as we get later into the weekend, into this weekend. So as today, uh, below normal um, for the high temperatures today, but we'll actually be warming to more um, near or above normal. Um, By the end of the week, um, we could be seeing high temperatures um, well into the 50s by Friday, Saturday, and even uh, on Sunday. All right, good to know. Philip, thank you. Philip Pandolfo at the National Weather Service at the Buffalo Airport. Okay, chilly out there. Yeah. It's, it's, di- it's different than when I've been saying that every morning for the past. This is, <laughs> you know, this is the coldest. Yeah. This is definitely uh, when you see the frost on the ground. And slick. Slick out there. Uh, whether you're stepping out the front door or you're on the road, just uh, watch out because it definitely is slick. Uh, there are, is salt down on the road in some parts of western New York. Others, maybe not so much. Uh, that's why I noticed driving in. So watch out for that. Even if you don't have the snow like they do in the south towns, the slick roads are there and alan will be keeping us up to date on that and uh, of course your furnace is probably kicking on even the toughest of us aren't uh, you know holding out when it's 30 outside just a month after national fuel predicted a 30 percent decrease in home heating bills for this winter season in their winter heating forecast the utility said tuesday it's seeking a 13.7 percent increase in its delivery rates the proposal would raise the average residential customer's bill by about $11 a month or $136 over the course of a year. The request will be reviewed by the State Public Service Commission. That process could take about a year to complete. The proposed new rates wouldn't take effect until October of next year.
Just when you thought everything <laughs> looked good for heating right. costs. Right, you see this and, uh, oh man. Yeah. New York State Police say they recovered the vehicle believed to have been used in last week's shooting on the 190 that killed one sewer authority employee and wounded two others. The vehicle, a 2023 black Jeep Grand Cherokee was severely damaged when it was located by police in Buffalo's Black Rock section. Police believe the vehicle was allegedly stolen prior to the incident. It's being processed by troopers as potential evidence in the ongoing investigation. Crime Stoppers has offered a reward of up to $7,500 for information leading to the shooter. WBEN News Time is now 5.06. Israeli Defense Forces say a bombing attack on a Palestinian refugee camp in the Gaza Strip killed the top Hamas leader and as De La Cateras in Jerusalem. The IDF taking responsibility for this massive blast on the Jabalaya refugee camp. This is the largest refugee camp in Gaza and one of the most densely populated areas in Gaza. The Hamas-run Ministry of Interior had come out pretty quickly to point the finger at the IDF, saying that the IDF had dropped six bombs on that refugee camp. The IDF saying that they were trying to take out uh, terrorists there. So they claim they took out a uh, top Hamas leader who they say was one of the master minds behind the October 7th terror attack. Much more on this throughout the morning on WBEN. Donald Trump's effort to buy the Buffalo Bills in 2014 was part of the former president's business fraud trial in New York City yesterday. His failed bid is under scrutiny as New York Attorney General Letitia James accuses Trump of deceiving banks, insurers and others by giving them financial statements that massively inflated the values of his assets. Trump offered a billion dollars cash for the bills, becoming one of three known finalists seeking to buy the team after the death of Ralph Wilson. Terry and Kim Pagula ultimately bought the bills for $1.4 billion. At the time, Trump cited his net worth as over $8 billion. Trump is quoted as saying that if he had bought the team, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing today. WBEN News Time is 5.08. People involved in hockey trying to figure out what comes next after the tragic death of a former NHL player, Adam Johnson, who died after his neck was cut by a skate blade during a game in England this past weekend. WBEN's Brayton Wilson takes a look at how players at all levels of the game are reacting. Sabres head coach Don Granato understands how dangerous the game of hockey can be, so if and when a player comes forward with a need to address player safety, he feels the team can do whatever to properly address it. I think it is a major priority within this organization. I also think it's a major priority within the NHL. They've taken lots of initiatives and very serious. We see that with information that comes to us from the league upon various safety issues through the season, before the season, videos to come out that we watch, so it's going to continue. While not all levels of hockey are required to wear neck guards, a mandate of neck guards is something that Nichols Ice hockey coach Jason Gunther has already required of his players and believes should be implemented everywhere. Things happen on the ice in such a quick split second, and players don't really necessarily have the time to react to them. So if we can prevent injuries, which you know I think the neck injuries can be prevented by wearing a simple Kevlar sleeve or the neck guards that are available, or even the connected ones that come underneath, you know, it just makes the players and parents and managers and coaches and everyone feel a little bit safer because you know there's been a lot of close calls and you know unfortunately this one resulted in the death of a player and it's a sad thing to see. As far as the sale of neck guards in the light of Johnson's death, Keith Farkas from Great Skate along Sheridan Drive says anytime something like this happens there's always a rush of people looking for them. Fit my whole team up, I need to get neck guard shirts, I need to just get regular neck guards, anything to protect the kids from getting hurt. People do obviously watch the news, hear about it, but news travels fast when they're at the rinks. So I've had a few teams inquire, people coming today, 
you know, a few here and there if we sold three or four today. But it will. I mean, we're fully stocked. We're always fully stocked because it is a mandatory thing for youth hockey to be wearing that. More on an increase in neck guards and hockey is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. It was a horrible, horrible thing. And I couldn't even watch the video, I got to oh, say. No, um, me either. But it, just the thought of it. Right. We have two incidents here in Buffalo that happened during Sabres games. Uh, you know, one famously, Clint Malarchuk, and then much more recently with Richard Zednick, where this happened. And the quick work of a lot of people on the staff were able to save those players' right. lives. Um, and, you know, just kind of crazy that Buffalo was where those two incidents happen in the NHL. Now, you hear about this, bringing back a lot of memories for people locally. And, of course, that concern over safety definitely remains. Uh, and a lot of people reacting to it. Uh, Penguins yesterday, because this uh, player played for the Penguins, they said they'll be mandating neck guards at the minor league levels. They can't do that at the NHL level, though. Okay. I, I remember when the Zednik thing happened, and my son was playing hockey at the time. There was a big rush to get neck guards oh, yeah. for everybody. But I got to say, it wasn't that long afterwards it just kind of they fades just, they faded away. From memory, and it is, you know, one of those things I'm sure a lot of parents say, like, you want to make sure you're as safe as possible, but how do you react to something that, you know, really... Of all the hockey that's played throughout North America, you know, in the world every single year, it's it happens so, so infrequently. infrequently. That's right. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly sunny skies today. It's going to be chilly with highs near 40. Maybe a stray rain shower or snow shower at times. Now, tonight, overnight lows near 30. Some lake effect snow will develop off of Lake Erie and head toward the metro area for Thursday morning. Thursday morning, we'll have some snow and then some scattered rain and snow showers during the day with temperatures in the mid-40s on Thursday. We're back in the 50s on Friday. With your Exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Araminkowski. We got Bobby Thoman joining us, Director of Sustainability and Innovation for Buffalo River Compost. Hey, Bobby, thanks for being on with us. Um, getting rid of pumpkins is usually something that we don't think twice about, right? Uh, but in recent years, it's become kind of a, a thing that people have thought about and said, hey, how can we do this a little bit better? Yeah, um, every year hundreds of thousands of tons of pumpkins are going to landfill. And when they go to landfill, we're losing the nutrients in those pumpkins. And so we thought it would be a really good way to raise awareness around the benefits of compost to start collecting them and putting them into our compost facilities. So how can people help out? What What is your message this morning? So we have about 10 drop-off locations throughout Western New York. And we just asked that during the pumpkin collection dates of November 3rd to November 5th, um, people bring their pumpkins to those drop-off locations, and we'll see to it that they get composted. What are the benefits of composting a pumpkin for uh, you know people who might not be aware? Yeah, um, so like I had mentioned, the nutrients in the um, pumpkins no longer are being sent to landfill, and they can actually be recycled into our agricultural system um, because we turn them into a quality, it's almost like a hummus-like material, that you can add to your garden beds and your um, to, to croplands even. Um, and then it, it creates like a whole microbial community below the soil that you never really get to see. Um, and it increases plant, plant growth and soil health. Um, it's just a really good circular economy story. You did this last year and what were the results? How successful was this? It, we did. It was it was really good. Um, we had three partners last year, and we ended up diverting 6,000 pounds of pumpkins from landfill. And it was so successful that we've grown significantly this year. 
Right. Well, that's uh, pretty cool to see. I, there's a lot of, I see pumpkins on, you know, what, at least I walk down a block, at least half the houses have some sort of pumpkin out there. There's a ton of them out there. I, how do you handle all of what you see and all of what you're trying to get? Yeah, so we actually have two other compost sites who've partnered with us on this one this year. Um, but in general, uh, if, if you ever get the chance to come by and see our compost site, it's pretty large. And we have made space in preparation for this. We put the pumpkins into these giant things. We call them windrows. They're like giant piles of all the yummy food waste we put into them and all of the leaf and yard waste and um, like mulch tree clippings and whatnot that we put into the pile. Um, it's almost like baking. Um, so then through that, it will go through this six-month process of turning it into that nutrient-rich compost. Um, it's a, it's a, we have a pretty large base to do that, and we, uh, we love doing this project. We think it just really connects with the community. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, is there anything else besides pumpkins that people can also bring to get composted? We can take... We can take gourds. Unfortunately, we're not able to accept hay or any other seasonal decor for this one. Oh, okay. So uh, you've got gourds, pumpkins, you can all uh, hand out and get to a good place. What do people need to know if they're looking to get rid of their pumpkins? Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's uh, in their own way. What's like a eco-friendly, so to speak, way that they can easily get rid of their pumpkin if they're hearing about this for the first time? Um, in terms of in terms of our program, one of the drop-off locations, just make sure that it's not bleached, that it doesn't have any candles, that the candles are removed. Um, if, if people want to do it in their backyard, I know some people, if you have farm animals, you can feed them to your farm animals. If you have neighbors that have animals, um, a lot of people do it that way. You can you can bury them deep into your, into your garden beds and turn them into soil themselves. That's always an option, too. Um, but we, I, this was actually inspired a lot because I was driving to work and saw all those pumpkins sitting at the curbside ready to go to landfill. And I was like, you know, we really should do something about this. And so um, just trying to, to save the world one pumpkin at a time. <laughs> I like that. Hey, tell us about Buffalo River Compost. What do you do there? Obviously, you're, yeah, you're doing these pumpkins, but what else? It's a compost site in the city of Buffalo. So we actually take a, a all local material, food waste from grocery stores and restaurants. We take um, the manure from the hooved herbivores at the Buffalo Zoo. We take the clippings from the botanical gardens. Um, and then we take uh, leaf and yard waste from various projects throughout Western New York and we turn it into compost. Um, we also do soil blends and mulches and premium mixes for like for potting soil projects. Okay, that's uh, pretty cool. Lots of uh, different and unique things that you can do. Hey, Bobby, thanks so much for being out with us this morning and filling us in. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.